Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Spotlight. I'm Justin Thin here with my co-host Corey Robinson. Uh, Corey, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, so today we got to talk about Mel Tucker um, having uh, people interested in him from uh, the LSU donor base, influential people, per the uh, Bruce Feldman report a couple of days ago. Um, so I guess, first off, I'll just give my read on it. And uh, initial reaction to this is this is exactly what Penn State deals with every single year with James Franklin um, and those rumors anytime there's a big job. And um, it's one of those things where the, the quicker Michigan State fans come to accept that this is going to be a consistent thing, the easier it'll be for them every offseason. Um, it, it's going to be uh, something that will probably continue the whole rest of the season unless, uh, unless Michigan State loses um, to, I guess, I, would, I don't want to say all three, but maybe even losing to two out of Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan will be enough to, to throw cold water on things. But um, th- this is probably going to continue for, for the rest of the season and then in future off-seasons, in my opinion. And uh, the best word of advice I would give is that the fact of the matter is Michigan State uh, of the present is not Michigan State of the past in terms of financial capabilities and resources and willingness to spend. And we're going to dive into that theme here throughout the throughout the episode. But Corey, what is like your first reaction? Just a brief. What do you see when you when you see these? What do you feel when you see these articles? I, I understand why there would be interest from LSU side, uh, and that's basically what it's all been. There's nothing from Mel. Uh, so obviously, you know, you're seven and zero. You're way ahead on the rebuild. Obviously, that's. Uh, attractive to an LSU fan base and uh, their donors and all of that. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't know that Mel has the interest and I, I don't really foresee that getting off the ground too much, but I think obviously it's going to hang there because Mel's a good businessman and he knows how this works. So, so he's not going to, he's going to tell the people that need to know, that he's not going anywhere, I guess is the best quick answer. Yeah. I think um, the way that, the way that that'll probably get handled, the, the fact of he's not going anywhere. I think that won't be something that like is immediately uh, something that Tucker would throw cold water on. Um, just judging by how these things usually go across the national landscape. It'll be one of those things where he'll probably come out and say at his next press conference that he's only focused on going eight and oh, or yeah, he's only focused on the next opponent and any outside no- noise is uh, not relevant to him or his team. Um, because the, at the end of the day, if you are a candidate for a top, I don't know, 10, 15 job in college football, why would you, uh, I guess, give up any and all leverage at the first time you're asked the question and uh, suddenly take yourself out of contention for a raise. So um, I guess there are different ways of doing it. Um, the, the, the main part is as long as he's um, transparent with the recruits, um, that's really all that matters. And uh, beyond that, whatever negotiation strategy he feels um, is most effective to get a salary bump to match whatever LSU would possibly be paying um, is, is really just how he's going to go about doing it. Um, but the thing that we've been talking the most about is, yes, Bruce Feldman said that there are influential people at LSU that want Mel Tucker 
to be a strong candidate. And yes, I'm sure they have sway over the athletic director. I'm sure if they continuously say, this is the guy we want, this is the guy who we'll pay for, of course, it'll probably influence them a little bit. But at the end of the day, Scott Woodward at LSU is a guy who he's very, very um, driven to get the star-studded names as head coach of institutions that he's the athletic director at. And um, he might not even uh, kind of fall victim to the pressure and, and just go with what the donors want. Uh, he might even just, he say, uh, listen, this is the, this is the star coach that I want. And this is the star coach I'm going to get. And Mel Tucker's not probably going to be that star set of name that uh, Woodward would want. And I think because of that, this might not even be a story pretty soon. If Woodward focuses in on Jimbo Fisher, who he hired at Texas A&M and had a very um, uniquely designed situation where there's no buyout. And it's just, we're going to pay Jimbo more money than anyone else. And let's challenge anybody to pay more than this. And uh, that is what Jimbo's uh, raise um, was also structured as this uh, past month, because why would Jimbo move to a different structure when that's what was introduced to him? And he's just going to stick with it because it's most advantageous to him. And uh, now it's given LSU and Woodward a chance to hire um, Jimbo for a second time uh, for Woodward. And uh, things like that are what need to be considered is, yes, there might be influential people that like him, and those guys might have influence over the AD. But this is not some soft-spoken AD that is just going to fall to the pressure of what those guys want. This is a guy that's going to want the flashiest name in college football, and he's going to spend as much as it takes to get him. And this is a guy that got Chris Peterson to come coach at Washington when nobody else could. USC couldn't even get him to do it. So this is a guy that is very convincing, and he's he's a guy that's going to target who he wants. And he's just those star-studded kind of guy. You look at his hires for women's basketball when he got Kim Mulkey from uh, – and then uh, there was also uh, even just in the non-revenue sports, he's just a headhunter. So – and and all of those guys are experienced so it's not like it's not like Mel's not going to get on that level of coach with the Lane Kiffins Fickles Napier or not Napier so much but Fisher you know he he likes to go with it he's proven that he likes to go with a proven commodity where you're looking at Mel Tucker who is uh what two and a half seasons and as a head coach so uh that's just not really what his mo has been he wants a, a proven guy that's got a long track record and yeah. as a head coach and that's just kind of not really his thing and then i mean too if you look at it from mel's end uh mel left colorado after one year and got a lot of heat for that like Yes, obviously, if you're LSU, you're LSU, but you don't think everybody in the SEC is not going to be like, oh, he's just a job jumper. So that's Mel knows one that's not beneficial for him. Two, he was when he was down there with Nick Saban, I believe he was only there one year and took a lateral move to go to Ohio State, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly. Mm-hmm. So that, that could be a case of uh, maybe he didn't like that area that much, which I could see because I – I know people from Louisiana and none of them really speak of it highly. They are happy to leave. Uh, And then just as far as his stuff at Michigan state, he's doing a lot of things 
that are well more invested into the 10 year plan down the road than a guy that's just looking for what's next out there. Like his uh, commitment to the past players is a different level than most people. He speaks to them as a group weekly. He speaks to them individually daily. Uh, You got your athletic director that you wanted in place and Allen and then Haller. And then you just look at some of the other stuff he's doing with the uh, entrepreneur programs and just the total picture well beyond that's not something somebody that's gonna go with the mindset of being somewhere for a short time does that's just not that stuff's not important to a guy that was coming in with the mindset that he could go somewhere else like so there's a a lot of clues you know you leave your clues he's leaving a lot of clues that he's invested in Michigan State and maybe uh those should probably speak volumes to some people rather than what happened at Colorado, which is not on the level of Michigan State or LSU. You're kind of limited financially what they could do there. Michigan State's not. You're limited uh, with just who you are, brand recognition. Uh, I've talked to a lot of the coaches, and they've all admitted the players that we would recruit at Colorado are not the players we recruit at Michigan state because we can get better players at Michigan state. So they view Michigan state in that same uh, breath as LSU and all of those other top programs. And obviously it's not crazy. You saw they made the college football playoffs. They've won multiple big 10 championships. They've been uh, in the top 10 a lot over the tenure. And I mean, this is, less than a decade ago we're not talking about 2004 or any of the stuff in the 1980s or 1880s uh so this is sustained success that you've seen in the program and then a lot of people like to bring up the Nick Saban thing back then Michigan State didn't pay their coaches they didn't have the facilities like those things don't matter anymore Michigan State pays the coaches they have facilities they're breaking ground at some point uh on a new football building that Mel Tucker's basically him and Alan Haller are kind of spearheading this along with even Mark D'Antonio helping out uh and just he's got a great situation in East Lansing where you don't get that in Baton Rouge you just get instant instant payday and a chance to be successful but no career longevity guaranteed there Right. Yeah. And uh, like you touched on Alan Heller a little bit. So let's just recap some of the bullet points uh, in that regard uh, that Tucker has going for him, starting with Heller. So Mel Tucker is a guy that has his guy as the athletic director of Michigan State, the guy that hired him, the guy that he's worked closely with, even when Bill Beekman was the AD. Like if, if Mel Tucker could have had anyone as the athletic director of Michigan State, it would have been Alan Heller. And there's not that many coaches out there that that have that guy that their athletic director is somebody that they're unanimously uh, in support of and someone that supports them. Um, so he has his guy at AD. He has a school that's willing to match whatever LSU offers. He has um, he has to consider moving his family for the third time in four years. He has a facility that is on the way that should be one of the top 20 ish or so in college football. And he has a product that is already a winning product and it's on the rise. It's not something you have to jump ship on before it falls. 
Um, and there's really the only thing I can think of at this point for the LSU side of things is it's much easier to recruit there. And your, your floor is probably lower because you're going to have elite talents where you'll probably still go eight and four in a bad year. So it's easier to sustain the success there. But if you're Mel Tucker and you're a guy that you know how to use the portal and you actually want to be here, assuming that's the case, that's not really an issue because you can see yourself sustaining the success. You don't get to become a division one head coach and have the mentality of, Oh, well, if I stay at Michigan state, I can't make this work. Even though I'm seven and oh in my second season, this isn't sustainable. There's no way that's, that's a doubt in his mind. So at, at the end of the day, he's at a place where he thinks he can win and he has one. He just obviously needs to win some of these top 10 games in, in the near future. But those those are doable, even if they lose. Like the, you can be at Michigan and Penn State in any given year. And Ohio State is, is not impossible as Coach D used to do it. But at the end of the day, LSU probably gives you a better chance of winning a national title because of the recruits you can attain. But every single factor outside of ease of winning a national title is 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 probably equal at michigan state and you don't have the political pressure you don't have donors that are looking to fire you if you don't win a national title for two years and obviously that appeal of winning a national title is huge and that's the only reason neither of us are sitting here saying oh it's not going to happen zero percent chance um so that's obviously something to consider but this is not michigan state from even five years ago this is this is a michigan state where ishby and gilbert are like falling over each other to outspend and they can meet any contract demands that tucker would have and simply the only factor that's it's going to come down to is how much is the appeal of having an easier route to the national title game going to outweigh every other factor of the situation that we've mentioned yeah, and we've seen Mel publicly and privately mention uh, recruiting at Michigan State, where he's pretty blunt with it. He says, "If you can't recruit to Michigan State, you can't recruit." Like, so he yeah knows that recruiting his relationships and working where he has obviously Louisiana produces more talent regularly than Michigan. And they're closer to the South and you get that, but you're also seeing Mel Tucker where if you look at it on the other spectrum, he's having success recruiting down South and out on the West coast along with the Midwest. So now if you start bringing an SEC roster, so to speak to the big 10, then that makes winning so much easier than it is down there because everybody has an SEC roster down there outside of Vanderbilt. Uh, Where up here, you look at Ohio State, you'd consider them to have that SEC speed and length roster type of thing. Penn State, to an extent, I think they kind of go away from size a little bit more than uh, Ohio State or Mel Tucker would want to. But, you know, they get the speed. And then Michigan is kind of, you know, they they don't really recruit speed as well, but they're not terrible. Uh, so the ability to get your guys up here and have success is a lot easier to obtain too. Because at LSU you can get all that talent, but you still have Alabama, Georgia, and all of those teams that are pretty equal in talent to you down there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where 
Um, this is another element we've talked about in the past. Um, I mean, in, in the days leading up to today, but what, what you really should want if you're a Michigan State fan and it's not your money, what you really should want is for this to go to go and become loud and become a story where uh, Michigan State has to pay up and give Mel more resources to entice him to stay. And uh, if it's not, if you're not the donor that's that's paying up, what this would yield is uh, some benefits such as the facility becoming a little more lavish, um, another boost to the assistant coach pool, and you having better recruiters coaching at your university, and um, just more stability and, and Mel Tucker being happy and getting higher paid. So really, um, assuming that you're comfortable in this playing out in a way where Mel Tucker stays and you believe that to be the end result, this is actually a good thing if it's not your money that um, is going to be doing the enticing of Mel Tucker staying. So this is a, this is a thing where you could see this the, that at the end of the day, um, LSU might not even interview Mel Tucker. They might go after just the Jimbo Fisher, Lane Kiffin, uh, Billy Napier guys that are the top three betting odds favorites right now. Mel Tucker doesn't even get an interview, but gets a raise, gets more um, of, of a funding injection into the building from some big donors. And all it does is ends up helping Michigan State. And that would be the, the end result of the ideal situation. So this is a, a positive, not just in the result of, oh, if your coach is being brought up for other jobs, that means he does a good job. That's obviously true. That's a straightforward takeaway. But even beyond that, it could have some some real benefits to to this being brought up. So if, like, yeah, and if it's not I guess I'll add on to that too, is like, yeah. I think obviously Mo will get a raise, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily has to be huge. Right. What Mo would rather get out of this, honestly, is that much more money for the facilities right for sure like that's that's a bigger deal to him because he's already making what five and a half over five and a half million yeah so so you bump him to six or seven you know that that's obviously good (laughs) and obviously anyone would like to get that raise right so i'm not trying to say it's small but honestly (laughs) uh what's bigger to him is like you said maybe more staff uh, and then he gets his dream facility yeah um and then even beyond the Mel thing I've heard rumors that Michigan State's about to get another really really huge donation and this was before the Mel Tucker stuff where that's going to bump this and I like I've been telling Justin and Steven in the background I'm like the reason we haven't seen the plans is because I think he's still raising it and raising it and he knows that there's more money to be had D'Antonio's helped out a lot in those regards too uh Izzo you know, it's been a, and now you have Alan Haller, who's literally made his, his claim to fame on facility builds and all this. So you're out there doing a lot of the right things, raising money where, I mean, honestly, Michigan state could easily probably drop a top 10 facility, top 15 facility easily. Once they finally are happy with the funding that they're getting. So you know, those are all big things because I think, I don't know if it's D'Antonio, it's probably Izzo, but maybe it's D'Antonio where they had mentioned that the facilities are the things that are lasting impacts on your program and yep. your success of it. So uh, I would 
I mean, that's a perfect time if you're a Michigan State fan or Mel Tucker for his name to come up because that's only going to help get that much more money towards that facility. Exactly. So like I said, if it, as long as you are not the donor that if you're, if you're listening to this and you're the person that's going to be funding Mel's next, the next Mel Tucker contract and you're a millionaire, well, this doesn't apply to you, but everybody else, all the normal non-millionaires listening to this, this is exactly what you should want assuming you're comfortable enough in, in believing that he'll end up staying because this is just going to add another financial commitment injection into the football program that previously the school used to, the, used to not have. And, um, and uh, that's just, it's going to be fun to see the future of Michigan state football. If they have another, because uh, how it usually works in college, college sports is you set a baseline for what you're willing to pay and you don't fall below that baseline ever. So if Michigan state starts to pay Mel Tucker six and a half million or so, their standard is going to be to pay college football head coaches six and a half million down the road for even say seven years from now, Mel Tucker leaves, you're going to be in the job market at a baseline of six and a half million. That's the candidate pool. You'll be hunting at facilities, assistant coaching pool. This is going to become the norm for the program once you dip your toe at that level. So just the further and further Michigan State gets dragged to the top of of the arms race, it's setting a consistent standard that they'll have to meet going down uh, the road. And uh, that's that's really the the first thing that kind of pops out in my mind. Yeah, and I guess, too, how you mentioned if it's not your money uh, getting them, but you feel like Mel Tucker needs to be here i'm sure the spartan fund would not mind getting any money that you have so, <laughs> right. so, so, so don't let them deter you from yeah. from funding it <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's like a, i mean at the end of the day it's good for the program you want people to want who you have i mean yeah. people wanted d'antonio he was always gonna go here or there until he turned down that big opportunity and said this is where it is which he had. And now this is a great opportunity for Michigan state ML Tucker, where you turn down LSU, whether you turn them down or not, uh, you know, that allows you to kind of settle in. And like you said, sets the bar because it's going to raise it just like it did with Antonio when he got his. Uh, And it's just going to create that standard of that we're committed to to fielding championship products and that's what everybody here wants i'm assuming i know i can't speak for justin but for myself it's much easier to cover michigan state and the recruiting when the fan base is happy like you guys are now as opposed to the sky is falling and like any positive that came out you would find the the negative so i mean it's just a a good positive for the program to have someone that's wanted like that yeah, yeah, but like you said, the the overall um, support and positivity around a program um, is also a key to consider. And Mel Tucker definitely feels that. I know from talking to him at camps and stuff, like the fan base and their positivity and their support, and even just the social media uh, attention they kind of give recruits. Mel Tucker and the staff notices that, so he knows he has fan support. And that this is an environment where enough people care about football for this to be a sustainable, successful program. And that is not to be forgotten as well, where in a lot of cases, coaches can get enticed to the SEC because their current 
like place where they coach there they they don't see as much uh momentum behind a program uh from the public side and that's not an issue here at michigan state either so that's another good factor to consider but um is there anything uh anything else you want to add here Corey? i think we've covered pretty much every angle uh on the thing just i guess you can jot me down as someone that would that doesn't scoff at the possibility, but, but I would uh, highly be suspect of him not being on the sidelines at Michigan state by this time next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just think uh, it makes sense for him to be here. And I think it makes sense for him himself to know that this is where it's at. And so yeah. if, if I had my Vegas buddy nods, I would say that, Mel Tucker's at Michigan State for quite a few more years. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I didn't uh, kind of succinctly put um, into the conversation is you have to look at the way Mel Tucker's building the program here. And uh, that's what a lot of the national media don't get to see because they don't get to spend close time with the program. But there are a lot of ways a coach can elevate a program in a short amount of time without spending time on long-term investment and Tucker has not cut those corners. He is engaging an alumni base of former players that take a lot of time out of each week of his to build those connections. A lot of the funding he's raising money for is for long-term investments, whereas he could instead be raising that for some quick injections, more staff staffing help, and, and those sort of things. But instead, he's putting money into investments he won't see a return on for a while. And you don't build a program in this sort of a a strong foundational infrastructural approach if you're just looking to bounce after a short amount of time. So that's the other thing to notice is the way he's building a program is not along the lines of corner cutting and just quick results. Yes, he didn't wait to, uh, he didn't avoid the portal and just wait for his recruits to be the ones that got the W. So yes, he used the portal to accelerate the rebuild, but the way he's building the actual program is a patient, long-term investment sort of approach. And you don't do that if you're using a job as a stepping stone. So I'm with Corey. I, I don't see it happening. I also don't see LSU's athletic director finding Mel Tucker to be his top candidate at any point in this in this race, just knowing who he targets. And uh, but I do expect that Mel Tucker will will handle this in a way that he gets a raise, and hopefully where he gets a lot of money for the facility injected as well. And um, and uh, hopefully Michigan State uh, sees itself on an even higher plane of financial commitment for years to come as a result of all these storylines. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Um, catch us again. We'll have some, uh, other episodes throughout the bye week, just recapping the first, uh, six, seven games of the season, recapping Kenneth Walker's Heisman chances and just all sorts of big picture takeaways here. Um, as we have to have to put up with a week without Michigan state football here, but, um, I'm Justin, my co-host Corey Robinson was with me today and, uh, thanks again for listening.